0: Welcome back. I'm so excited to share with you part two of the Boundaries series, and we did have a little intervening podcast with Tamika She'll Be Cool, where she shared her book. So if you haven't heard that, please go back and check that. It is so much fun where she talks about truth aches. And today we're going to dive in and explore different categories of personal boundaries and also talk about different types of boundaries so you can explore and maybe notice what type of boundaries do you have all right if you're ready let's get started hey there and welcome to empower uplift and transform podcast i'm your host misty lucas and i'm a coach who's passionate about working with women who are chronically stressed continuously feeling unseen and are playing small in their lives My intention, my goal is to help women move from just living to thriving in their lives. This podcast is an opportunity to invite you into my world to share my experiences all the while interviewing some pretty inspiring women. My experiences with the health crisis back in 2011 brought me to a place where I was able to completely shift my perception about how I thought life was meant to be. And it created opportunities for me to see how I was not showing up in the world and sharing my own gifts. I can't wait for you to dive in, listen, and hopefully find a nugget to inspire you to start your own unraveling and change your life to create a life that you deserve and one that you can't wait to start living. So a little bit of recap, if you, because it's been a bit since we did Boundaries Part One. In that podcast, I talked about really what boundaries are right, and really looking at boundaries as a way of building deeper connections, stronger relationships, and that boundaries are really a form of your own self-care. And just exploring how sometimes boundaries can feel like we are setting limits on relationships, and I just dove in a little deeper, about how it really creates that deeper connection in relationships. We also talked about internal boundaries and how we honor our self and how good are our internal boundaries. So definitely go back, listen to that one if you haven't or need a little refresher. And then jumping in and joining me here where we're going to dive in and start looking at really focusing on personal boundaries, which is really where we're just drawing a line for ourselves in terms of our own level of comfort around others and our interactions with others. So, boundaries could have to do with physical contact, verbal interactions, our own personal space, and it can really fall in different types of categories. Right? We can think about emotional boundaries. So protecting our own emotional well-being. We can think about physical boundaries where we're protecting our own physical space. We can think about the sexual boundaries and protecting our needs and safety sexually. We can look at workplace boundaries and protecting the ability for us to do work without interference, engaging in drama that can sometimes happen in a workplace. We can think of boundaries in the idea of material, so protecting our own personal belongings, uh, so people aren't just taking our stuff without asking. Another boundary we could look at is time, so really protecting our time and how we use our time, how other people use our time or misuse our time, and really looking at that idea of a boundary. And boundaries really exist in a variety of situations. So boundaries can exist at work. They can exist in our home. They can exist with family, with friends, when we're visiting family, or when we're out with friends. So it's really, if we think about our personal boundaries, it's any time that we're engaging with other people, right? Like our boundaries come into play when we're interacting and creating these relationships with others and something that I think is so so important is that it is great that you might have committed to yourself your own personal boundaries and okay I get it maybe it's not easy to communicate those boundaries but the reality is is that if you don't communicate your boundaries more than likely those boundaries will be violated so it is is about being in the discomfort and acknowledging I am uncomfortable having to share this boundary but knowing that if you don't it's likely it would be violated. It's likely that someone's going to overstep and then you'll have to deal with that discomfort. So really finding ways to communicate boundaries from a place of love and a place of speaking from the eye, right? Like really expressing why you're setting the boundary, why that boundary is important, and not coming from a place of of pointing at somebody else if you felt they misstepped. So when we set boundaries, I always talk with clients about it's not always best to set the boundary if we are in a state of anger or frustration where we might not use our most authentic and loving voice uh, where we may speak from that place of anger and that's not to discount that you aren't right in your anger or frustration with somebody but it's about stepping away taking a breath analyzing how is my boundary violated and how can I, how do i want to communicate this because how did it make me feel so i felt disrespected when you took my laptop without asking so can we make an agreement that you will always ask before you take my laptop so somehow but we need to allow ourselves to come into a more state of calm and out of that fight-or-flight response out of that sympathetic nervous system when we're trying to set and communicate that boundary okay so getting into this idea of different personal boundaries and I'm not going to talk about all of them I want to talk about a few of them and so the first one I want to touch on is physical boundaries and really when we're thinking about a physical boundary uh, the most basic part of it is our bodies right so this idea of whether someone has permission to touch um, noticing how do you how do you feel like how do you how does your body respond if someone comes up and gives you a hug right if there's that that sensation of being uncomfortable, right? Notice that, right? Maybe that's where you need to set a boundary. And it's okay if you don't like to be hugged. And it's just, but it's like tuning in and noticing in your body, how does it make you feel? Does it make you feel contracted or anxious or really uncomfortable? Um, It could be this idea of, I always think when I think about physical boundaries, I think of um, Seinfeld. I don't know if, whoever's watched Seinfeld, if you remember that episode of the close talker. So somebody like really being in the personal space, I think it was a boyfriend of Elaine's and he'd just be like right nose to nose talking. So really noticing what is your personal space? Like how do you feel when someone comes in to your personal space? And so I also want to acknowledge uh, and make clear people who have suffered trauma, um, Or and violence or sexual violence this is a big thing and so I'm not speaking from a place of somebody who has had that trauma Um, definitely that would be something to work with your therapist on and how to set those boundaries I'm speaking more from a place of somebody who might not have had those experiences but does have you know there is a line of separate space that they need right and so noticing that and knowing that it's okay for you to to set that boundary and be like, no, you're a little too close, or I don't want to hug and being able to to set that and feel comfortable in your own body. So it's like taking that moment and noticing, do you like being in really close proximity with people? Or maybe if it's being at work and somebody's hanging over your shoulder while you're trying to do something or hanging out in your office all the time or in your cubicle or in your space and noticing and then being able to set those boundaries. Right? being giving yourself permission to set those boundaries and then when you're at home right so setting boundaries can be in all sorts of areas in your life but at home um thinking about privacy in the washroom right do you do people violate that and come in now i know i have had people in workshops and clients say you know i've got small kids they're in the bathroom and so Of course, that is going to be a different way to set that boundary. You need to be able to have them in to keep them safe, totally get that. And then as they grow, figuring out what is your boundary now, do you want privacy in your bathroom? It's a big thing in our house. Like if I'm trying to get ready for bed, like my husband loves to be in while I'm brushing my teeth and that sometimes I'm like, I just need to have my space. I just need to do my nightly routine on my own in the privacy of the washroom. And so it's really being able to speak that and explain why, right? Because it's really my way of decompressing before I go to bed so that I can go to bed and sleep, right? And feel like I just allowed myself some grace, that I just nurtured myself without having somebody in there chattering away at me, right? And it's not because I don't love him, but it's just because it's my time to decompress. So noticing when you're setting this personal boundary... Do you express it? And when you do, do you feel not respected? And so finding a way to have this conversation, right? Um, Or do you not say anything and just brush it off? Because over time that can build. And so really creating space to give yourself permission. Yeah, I don't really like someone in the washroom with me and that's okay. So allowing yourself to speak that truth and explaining what your needs are, right? And so then another one I thought I'd touch on today are mental boundaries. And when we think about mental boundaries, we're defining our thoughts, our values and our opinions. And when we think about having mental boundaries, the first thing, like we talked about in part one, is really understanding our own belief system, really understanding who we are and what we stand for. That is so vitally important so that you can then set set those clear mental boundaries. Part of this mental boundary, and we talked about this in episode one about boundaries, is that it's not just about your boundaries, but it's about respecting somebody else's boundaries. So when we have clear, healthy boundaries, we're able to set them for ourselves, but we also are able to honor them in somebody else. When we have healthy mental boundaries, it means we're able to listen to others with an open mind, even if we disagree, even if we disagree with them, and at the same time holding on to our own core beliefs and not taking on someone else's belief system. So really being able to identify what is my belief system and being open to hear somebody else's belief system, but not have to take it on as your own. And if somebody in your life is criticizing your beliefs or disrespecting what you say in order to get you to buy into what their belief system is that can really be thought of as a mental boundary violation right it's really this idea of referring to our own personal thought process so it's not we don't always see eye to eye with people we won't always see eye to eye with another person it's just not possible each of us views life through our own lens through our own unique experiences. The reality is we are all radically unique human beings who all have a right to our own thoughts, values, beliefs, and opinions. And so it's really important to not only have your own system respected, but also to give that respect, to also honor someone else's mental boundary. And if you're expressing yourself and it's met with aggression or invalidation or belittling, then it might be time to sort of turn inward and disengage. Like, is this person somebody I want to be engaging with? Right? It's You don't have to agree with everything somebody is saying, but you do want to be around people who are willing to listen and speak with you in a non-judgmental and respectful way. Okay, and so the last category that I wanted to touch on was emotional boundaries, because I feel like emotional boundaries... Is Such a huge topic and one that can sometimes what I have found create Confusion or sort of this whole uncomfortable feeling and the first thing I always want to say about emotional boundaries Is that you alone are responsible for your own feelings? Just as somebody else is responsible for their own feelings and I get it. This can be super tricky and Really, if you think about it in the context of when you have a disagreement with somebody and somebody becomes very upset and they reflect to you, you made me this upset, you made me this angry, you made me do it, right? When in fact, they are responsible for their own emotions, they are responsible for their own actions, and it's in that, when we're in that heat of that moment, if you've ever had that argument with somebody that you're close with, it's like remembering, "Mm, I am not responsible for your emotions in this moment. Whatever is happening, maybe there was a trigger, there's something that was brought up for that person, but they have to claim it and take their own personal responsibility. And so that can be difficult, but it's like remembering that But also remembering taking your own personal responsibility for your own emotions and your own feelings and your own responses. And it can be tricky. This isn't, this stuff isn't easy. It's work. And I like to think of it as it's a practice. A lot of things in life are a practice. And we do the best we can in the moment. And then we try to do better in the next. Right? That's really what it's about. And so this can sort of crop up in work environment it can crop up in personal relationships and when we really create these healthy emotional boundaries we can have these deeper connections with people with healthy emotional boundaries we can also allow ourselves not to be giving unsolicited advice or criticism to other people It prevents us from blaming other people for how we feel Um, and on the other side it also prevents us from accepting the blame for emotions that are not ours, right? The other piece to emotional boundaries is really it deters us when we have these healthy emotional boundaries of sharing intimate details about ourselves too quickly to people. Now if you have a strong deep relationship with someone of course you can share intimate details but sometimes when we have not really strong emotional boundaries we might just sort of share everything to everybody as soon as we meet them and so I remember working with a client and we were doing some deep boundary work she really as we dove into these emotional boundaries really recognized that yep she meets somebody and she just like pours her heart out and everything goes on the table right away and, and realized how that was leaving her feeling emptied and unresourced and very, very vulnerable because she didn't know these people, but yet she opened up everything. So we really was looking at what was, what was behind it and doing that inner deeper work and helping her create those stronger emotional boundaries. Um, you can also sort of tune in and notice with your emotional boundaries if there's sort of are you super emotional are you combative are you defensive this could show that maybe you have some work in the emotional boundary area do you invalidate other people's feelings tell them how they should feel like that idea of don't be sad it'll be better tomorrow or um right we can really kind of gloss over how somebody's feeling about something or why are you so worked up there's You know worse off people in the world or really so like noticing is that how you respond and it's not to say that you come from an unloving place could be that you're uncomfortable navigating somebody's emotional experience right maybe your boundary isn't set very strong or you struggle with this emotional piece and it could just show that you have some work on your own to do right and so it's really referring to an internal emotional experience. And so when we think about that, it's there can be positive and negative right, feelings. So it can be super easy. You might have people in your life that they're really around you, it's super easy when everything is going great. They're super supportive, they're always there. But once life becomes more complicated and you're trying to share some of your emotional responses to what's going on, like maybe you're anxious, maybe you feel down, And then you're getting reflected back from people oh you're fine other people have it worse that can really feel invalidating and it can show you that maybe your negative feelings aren't welcomed it can really feel like this negativity or what you're processing isn't welcomed in the relationship so it's noticing if you have someone in your life that's always doing that it's like is there time to have a discussion around that to have a discussion around your emotional boundaries with your loved ones, with the people in your circle that you that you care about, and if they're not open to that, is it time to reevaluate your support network? To to reevaluate who holds safe space for you, to reevaluate where you can share these emotions—the the negative and the positive, right? The like ex, exuberating this amazing stuff that's happening, the joy that you're feeling, but also when you're not feeling that joy, or when you're feeling anxious or scared Um, making sure that you surround yourself with those and know who they are not saying everybody in your life has to be able to hold that space for you but really tuning in and knowing who the people are that you can go to that create that safe space the last thing I want to say about emotional boundaries which I think can be a big one especially for empathetic people is noticing if you're getting overwhelmed by other people's internal experiences so are you the person people go to are you the therapist in your friends are you the oh i gotta talk to so and so because they're gonna make me feel better or they're gonna hold that space for me and i'm not saying not to have a listening ear for those that you love but what i do invite you to do is notice are you in a position a space is your cup full and are you able to hold that space in the moment Because sometimes if we are in a state where we're not feeling full or we're feeling a little stressed and you provide that ear, you can start to feel overwhelmed by somebody else's problems. Do you start to feel drained by what's going on? Are you always looking at trying to fix their problems, stepping in in that role or just carrying the weight of what they have? So maybe it's just not a good time to listen. Maybe it's like, okay, yeah, I am here for you and today is just not a good day can we connect next week right when you're able to give yourself space to really be and hold that space for somebody but also not to overwhelm yourself so it's just noticing that right okay so lots of information and the last thing i wanted to touch on was the boundary types so we've talked a lot about healthy boundaries we talked about that in part one of the the boundary episode and so just to talk a little bit about here we can look at boundaries as like rigid, leaky, or diffuse, and then our healthy boundaries, right? So let's just start by diving into what a rigid boundary might look like. And so if you have rigid boundaries or know somebody in your life that has rigid boundaries, it could be that they're not able to ask for help when they need it, or it might be you, however it is. There could be an avoidance of close relationships. And the avoidance comes from this idea of protection from rejection, right? It's keeping ourselves safe from being rejected. And other people might look in and feel the person is cold and detached or that they isolate themselves, right? And so often people with really rigid boundaries can be described as closed off, um, inflexible. They might show up in the world as my way or the highway. Or it could be that their response when there's conflict or something going on is that they just completely disconnect, right? Disconnect from those people in their lives rather than having to express the emotion. Yeah, that really upset me rather than dialoguing and rather trying to work through it. They just cut the people out. And so sometimes people who have these really strict rigid boundaries believe that it's equivalent to healthy boundaries. But the reality is, is that it's your, the being this inflexible gets in the way of building healthy relationships. It gets in the way of healthy, having healthy communication, and it doesn't build the deeper relationship. It actually does build the wall. It actually does push people away. So you're not able to create those connections, right? And so that you are isolated and alone. And so it's like noticing, the reality is is that our boundary types might be different in all areas of our life, right? So we might be rigid in some areas and, and less rigid in another. So it's not across the board. It's not like all my boundaries are rigid, and maybe they are, and that's okay. But it's like looking at the different categories in life and how do you show up in, in those categories. So it's just noticing. It's like an exploration. It's like taking the time to just play. And so moving on to the next, this leaky, diffuse, porous, however you want to sort of think about it. It's these are boundaries where you might find people who are oversharing or they might be considered people pleasers, constantly saying yes, even when they want to say no. Oftentimes I find that that is a very common theme for women that I work with. Um, Maybe they take too much on or invest in other people's problems and they put up with a lot of disrespectful behavior, right? And so sometimes people with these leaky boundaries can be described as overly accommodating or really super nice and can have the appearance of being either a pushover or maybe they're known as the peacekeeper of other people um, in their realm or in their orbit, or they might find other people's issues impact them emotionally. So they really can't find that sort of here's where I end and that other person begins, it's like an enmeshment, right? So that can really also be a sign that there's some leaky boundaries. Um, or sometimes they're more invested in somebody else's life than in their own. It can also sort of be that idea of making sure everybody in their life is happy and then I will be happy, right? Then I'll take care of my needs, then I'll worry about what I need. And so that can really be a sign of having leaky boundaries. And again, it might only be in the area, like even just in the interaction of family, you might have those boundaries, but you you don't have it like that. They're healthy at work. So it's like really giving yourself grace just to notice. And then the last one is just as that review is that idea of healthy boundaries, right? So when you have healthy boundaries, like you really value your own thoughts. You really understand your belief systems. You know your opinions, you're comfortable with asking for help, with accepting help. You know when to share personal information, when not. And you're also respectful of other people's boundaries, right? Someone says no to you, you're okay with that, you get that. And really, people with healthy boundaries are thought of as dependable, trustworthy, confident, and can really help people feel safe in their presence, right? They're able to keep their word and effectively communicate their needs are and most importantly when you have healthy boundaries you know that it's your responsibility for your own happiness right you really know that that's how you get to show up in the world and so the reality is setting boundaries isn't easy there's lots of layers there's so much to do with it and it's a process it's really letting people know your needs and your limits and it can be stressful and it can be tough And it's work worth doing though. It really is an opportunity to create deeper relationships and an opportunity to practice some self-care for you, right? So this is really, I mean, I could probably even do a part three of boundaries where we get into how effectively communicate boundaries. But if you're really interested and would like to dive a little deeper, then let's connect. Like I'd love to get on a call, just have a call. We can dive a little deeper into it. If you have some specific questions, you can find the link in the show notes. I have also put a link so you can access a um, sort of a worksheet if you want to dive in and do a little exploration. Happy to share that with you. Um, just click the link. It'll take you or you can share your email and I will email out the boundary worksheet. So I really hope that you have taken a couple of nuggets from our talk around boundaries. And as always, go on in and give me a comment or a rating on the podcast. Let me know how I'm doing or share with me what you'd like to see or hear. Um, I would love, love feedback. So I can't wait to hear from you and have the most amazing day. Do you celebrate all the wins in your life, no matter how big or small? I know I sure do. And so in this moment, I'm celebrating you for finishing another podcast episode and soaking up new ways to empower, transform, and uplift your life. Want to grab the show notes and all the links talked about in today's podcast? Well, you're going to find those in the episode's description, along with a link to join my Facebook community, Supporting Resilient Women. In this group, I share even more insight, tips, and tools to live your best life. Until we meet again, my friend, and to your dreams.